hey everyone back again today i want to tell you about thomas hobbs's idea of leviathan and i've never covered hobbs here i'm starting to if you're tuning into this when it comes out you'll see that every week i'm releasing episodes covering the entirety of thomas hobbs's leviathan so tune into that if you want a more uh, full understanding of this term but just here i'm going to explain to you more briefly what thomas hobbs means by leviathan and what it looks like how it's important for him and before jumping into it, hi, I'm David. I explain philosophical concepts and ideas to make them accessible to you. So if you're new here, you can like, share, subscribe. You can see stuff I release every single week, sometimes twice a week. Wouldn't that be fun? If you found this on YouTube, you're going to be able to find my podcast on pretty much any podcast platform. Or if you found this as a podcast, you're going to be able to find it on YouTube with an accompanying video. Won't that be fun? Yeah, you can follow me on other platforms, you know, all such information in the description if you want to help me out like share subscribe tell your friends who knows they might get a kick out of it you can help me out monetarily via patreon or paypal but yes let us just jump into thomas hobbes's idea of the leviathan from a 1651 book titled leviathan and then a subtitle but you don't need that just leviathan this is a super important text when considering the origin of states and why people come together into states into societies, into what he calls a commonwealth or the Leviathan. And he tries to provide some kind of understanding for that, whether or not he's right, I'd leave it up to you. Please tell me, do you think he's right? Is he on base? Is he, has he totally lost it? What's going on here? Really, I need your opinions. You're all so much smarter than I am. I love reading everything that you have to offer. But in order to understand what Leviathan is or what a state is or commonwealth, it's important to understand what it is not. And that for him, it is not a state of nature. So he suggests that before people enter into states, enter into societies, enter into commonwealths, they live in a state of nature. And a state of nature is pure chaos for Hobbes. Pure chaos, anarchy, but at the same time, unlimited liberty. You're out on your own in the woods or whatever, wherever you are, or doing whatever you want. You're chilling, you know, you, you see some berries over on a, on a tree, you go and eat the berries or an apple. You go and do it, whatever you want. You drink whatever water you want. You do whatever you want. Unlimited liberty. You can do whatever you want. However, for Hobbes, that also means that there's unlimited risk because anybody else might look at the berries you've accumulated and say, hmm, I kind of wish those berries were in my stomach and not in that person's stomach. So I'm going to go and take them. No one's gonna hold me accountable. No one's gonna get me in trouble. I'm just gonna take that stuff. And so a state of nature, a state of war for Hobbes is unlimited liberty, but also unbridled chaos. There's absolutely no rhyme nor reason to it, but people are totally free. However, people are not satisfied with that. And our history shows it. People seem to like to live in communities where they agree upon some kind of rules. And this is the foundation for what he calls Leviathan. Leviathan is refers to coming out of the Bible. Now, so refers to like a mythical big sea creature. It's a, it's a ginormous big creature. Leviathan refers to that thing that is bigger than humans. That's almost like their protector. It's like a, like a beastly like protector and it is the state. And when people enter into the state, what they say, you know, whether they say it outwardly or it's more tacit it's more of a secret agreement between people what is also called the social contract what happens is people go all right I'm willing I'm willing to give up all of my freedom 
or the ability to have all my freedoms. In order to retain some freedoms and give up some other freedoms, in order to live in safety and peace. And this safety and peace is going to be guaranteed by a sovereign figure or figures, and I'll explain in a moment, that exist as the rulers of this society, of the Leviathan. And so they are going to be responsible for maintaining the peace of the people through laws, justice, through defense, defense from external enemies, defense from enemies within, and that is going to be their job. And so people submit to the Leviathan of their own free will. They consent to it. They give their lives over for it. So they give up having all their freedoms, all their liberties, to renouncing a few, getting rid of a few, saying like, oh, actually, I can't go and steal someone else's stuff. And then from there, they are able to live a more peaceful life to grow together as a community and not to just live in isolation and perpetual fear and anxiety. Now, in the state of war or in the state of nature for Hobbes, it's not pure chaos, as I may have suggested. Instead, there are some fundamental laws or properties of it. Primarily, there are two natural laws that Hobbes really emphasizes, and they are that all people fight for and exist in order to self-preserve. They fight for their own self-preservation, that is true no matter what, and they always fight for their own self-defense if they are to be attacked, which means that they are not going to hurt themselves. At least this is Hobbes' understanding of what are like natural laws. And the Leviathan, or commonwealth, or state, are meant to protect these fundamental laws. So they make sure that people can still self-preserve and they can defend themselves if need be. But the commonwealth is responsible to setting down the rules that people will universally, within it, agree upon and that they will exist according to, to best exist together. So the Leviathan then is not a total departure from the state of nature, the state of war. In a lot of ways it is, of course, as I've said, but it resonates with the human mind and human body, where Hobbes suggests that like the body, Leviathan has a heart, it has nerves, nerves like in the form of the legal system, it has a power through its monetary system, it has a brain and a head, and that's the sovereign its sovereign figure that rules it. And so Leviathan, the commonwealth, resonates with human nature and resonates with the natural order of things. It's not a total departure from it. And similarly, much like for him, human beings were created by God and we are therefore somewhat artificial. We are like puppets for Hobbes <laughs> in God's eyes. The sovereign are the subjects puppet or sovereign figures are the subject's puppets, where the sovereign has been established or is only established through consent of the people. So the sovereign is under the people's rule, but only insofar as the people have agreed to exist under their rule. At the end of the day for Hobbes, once that rule has been established, the sovereign then decides everything. The people cannot usurp the sovereign, the people cannot question the sovereign after that, they have to accept all of the sovereign's rules and laws, etc. But the sovereign is the product of human decision and human 
the, the rule and the, the power of the subjects. Now, sovereignty can assume many different forms for Hobbes, or three different forms, not really many. That is, it can look like a monarchy where there's a single ruler. It can be an aristocracy where there are a few different rulers. Maybe they're inherited through uh, dynasties by families giving their power from you know, one generation to the next. Or it can be run uh, democratically where the people decide who their ruler are going to be through elections that happen somewhat frequently. Now, with all of these examples, Hobbes says that they're all good. The best one is what everyone is working for the people at that moment. He does prefer monarchy and the reason he prefers it is because there are fewer cooks in the kitchen in order to mess things up. For Hobbes, monarchies work best because there's one person calling the shots and so they are totally responsible for everything. You do not have too many opinions to muddy the waters. So he prefers a monarchy but he thinks that all the other ones are valid as well. And yeah, that's, that's essentially the crux of what Leviathan is for Hobbes. If you want more on it, check out the episodes I'm doing covering every single chapter from the book and stay tuned because I'm going to do uh, another episode likely in a week or so covering the differences between John Locke and Thomas Hobbes on the topic of the Commonwealth and the state of nature, the state of war. John Locke has a totally different idea about what these things are than Hobbes. And it's important to understand they, they, well, there's a lot that's the same, but the differences, albeit minute, are super important. But yeah, on that note, if you like what I did, like, share, subscribe. If there's anything I got wrong, I'd love to hear about it. Leave a comment. I can pin it. It'll be so fun. And yeah, on that note, take care.